Who Wrote This Shit is a comedy podcast where three friends talk about bad books. Opinions are subjective, but if we hurt anyone's feelings, we apologize in advance. Also, there are times where we talk about graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Long time no talk, a long time no read. Yes. Uh, welcome to Who Wrote This Shit, where we where we read bad books so you don't have to, or controversial books, as our... We might open that up a little bit, but uh, today it's just me and Juniper. Yes. <laughs> and... Honey, because if you hear rustling in the background or me going ow, it's from my cat who is just starved for attention today. Uh, yeah, I'll, you might hear some band music <coughs> in the background. David is having band practice. They have a show coming up, so they're practicing so if you can hear it, I apologize. And if it's not your kind of music, I I don't care. I have to listen to it every weekend, so. What are we reading to what are we talking about today, Juniper? We are talking about pride and promiscuity. Um actually where did the book go? I had it. I think I think Honey knocked it off. Just a second. Uh. <laughs> um, yep, there it is. It's on the floor. Yeah, I lost it, and then I had to find it again, and then I lost it again. I think I lost this book like five times, but I found it. It's a small book. It's, you know, <clears throat> for how... Don't be mad at me, Juniper. Uh, but I didn't finish the last story, which is Persuasion, the prequel. Oh, you didn't. I I didn't because halfway through this book, I remembered that I really hate Jane Austen, <laughs> and I don't care for her books, so I checked out. Yeah. Um, I didn't <clears throat> throughout this book. Like, there's the, like. Uh, editor's note or whatever at the top or like there's like a, a preface yeah and it, um, and it just kind of like explains like how they found the okay i guess we should start that this is by ariel Ekstad and dennis ashton yes and the so the back of the book says in 1999 two amateur jane austen scholars staying at an english estate stumbled upon a hidden cache of manuscript pages and made the literary discovery of the century the lost sex scenes from jane austen's novels published published here for the first time the lost pages display emma taking self-satisfaction to a whole new level and reveal henry crawford's thorough exploration of brotherly love at mansfield park have you ever wondered what really happened in the drawing rooms of Austin's beloved character's pride and promiscuity will satisfy your curios curiosity 
and a whole lot more. It didn't. It satisfied nothing for me. Well, except yeah. for Charlotte's story. <clears throat> um, does yours say 1999? Mine says 2002. Yeah. What is what is your mine? Looks like this. What does yours look like? Oh, mine looks like this. <gasps> they don't look the same. Hold on. Can we? <laughs> I want to take a snapshot. Of... Wait, hold it up. Oh, How sorry. Do I... Okay. I'm going to take a screenshot of this. I want to cover my face. There we go. I want to. Hold on. La Paz? What's that? I don't have La Paz on here. And then I'm going to... I'm going to paste oh it. Okay, because... Oh, I got to get a better one. This one's garbage. Okay, hold on. So, it, so this is mine. Okay, so print screen. And then I'm going to paste it in paint. And then I'm going to... I'm gonna open a new one. Ooh, I won't cancel. Oh Alright, what does your back like okay, does your back say the same thing though? Mine says okay. Mine says read, in two thousand read what yours says. Okay. Yeah. So mine says in two thousand two an amateur Jane Austen scholar while staying at Hardfordshire estate stumbled upon a hidden cache of manuscript pages and made an extraordinary literary discovery lost scenes from Jane Austen's novels that reveal as an altogether different dimension of her oh no I don't actually know what this word is <laughs> over what? Me, how do you spell it <laughs> o-e-u-v-r-e hold on yeah, what? <laughs> how? <laughs> how to say O U O E O U U V E R? Okay. O E U V R E. V R E. Au revoir. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how does that make sense? Au revoir. Oh, oeuvre. To her ouvre? Okay, yeah. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. What does it mean? Uh, Let me look it up. Uh, The works of a writer, painter, or the like, taken as a whole. It's a French word. So basically, it's just the works of a person that is artistic. Oeuvre. That seems incredibly unnecessary for the back of the book, but that's just me. Okay. Um, and then it says, Pride and Prejudice's Bingley sisters appear as sapphic seductresses. Manfield's Park's incest subtext becomes manifest, and Darcy gets more than his shirt wet. When was your book published? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, 2001? Copyright 2001? Mine says the same thing. First published in the UK in 2003. This paperback edition published in 2010. When was yours? I'm trying to find that. Where'd you find that? Um, right before contents. 
does does yours says say to David and Fran with all our love? Is yours dedicated to anybody? Uh, like somebody wrote in it, or it's printed. Like, like it, it's printed. Um, I oh, believe mine, mine was made in two thousand one. Oh shit! So there might be edits in yours, or I mean mine. Sorry. Yeah, yours is newer. So we realistically okay. probably didn't read the same fucking book. If I'm understanding this correctly. Yeah. Okay, let's go through all of the stories and talk about... Because there's not that many stories. (laughs) There's... Well, like, okay, so they're broken up into the different books she wrote. So there's, like, the the preface and the introduction, where the preface just kind of talks about how they found the book. Yeah. And... I didn't um, read it. I didn't read that part. I went straight to the stories. I read it. I didn't. I read part it's, of it, and then I was like, you know what? This is boring. And I just went straight so, to the stories. So the preface was written by the two people that found, in air quotes, the the manuscripts. Yeah. And then the introduction was written by, like, a lawyer or something that they sent it to, or they sent it to, like, a Jane Austen PhD person. I don't know if this person actually is, but that's what they said. That that that's the introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my introduction, it says 1999 and not 2002. Maybe they got the. Maybe okay, it's not... honey. You are maybe... being so fucking cute right now. Okay. Well, anyways, I don't. I don't think it matters too much. It's like, what, four-year difference? Three-year difference? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, uh, do you so, want to just go through um, the contents, basically, and we can talk about the yeah. um, stories, just yeah. in case they're different? Yeah. Well, I didn't read the last story, and I got bored of the brotherly love with Henry with whatever his name is. Anyway, I've never read I, I've only that read That was my Jane. favorite story out of all of these. I like the one with Charlotte. Uh, I can't remember which one that one was. Oh, Charlotte that, that and Charlotte Mr. And Mr. Collins. Collins. Yeah, okay, we'll get into it. That one okay. was pretty good too. Okay, so, okay, so well, first of all, how many letters do you have in Pride and Prejudice? I have four. Hold on, let me... Okay, so the contents is broken up by Pride and Prejudice, <clears throat> Sense and Sensibility, Mansfield Park, mm-hmm. Emma, mm-hmm. North Andrew Abbey, mm-hmm. Persuasion, mm-hmm. and the last one is the Watsons. Yes. Okay. So within Pride and Prejudice, the first part of the book uh, is the letters Jane at Netherfield, Elizabeth and Darcy, and then Charlotte and Mr. Collins. Yes, that, that's what okay. I have too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's <clears throat> let's walk through those. Okay. <laughs> My God, I don't know. I gotta go through the. So, uh, let's see. So the letters are like what between her and her editor or something, or her printer, about I, the I sex scenes. Say it's... 
I want to say it's um, either the editor or whoever is running the publisher. Yeah. So I have one letter. And I have two letters. <clears throat> and then I'm I at have... Jane at Netherfield. Yes. So you only have two letters? Well, I have... Um, the letters. I have to Thomas Egerton. Yeah, and then okay. my dear Cassandra. Yeah, two. Um, okay. So I'm assuming that you have the same content. So basically, there's one letter to her editor that she's saying that she doesn't want to cut the sex scenes out. And then the the next letter is just her complaining to her sister about having to cut the sex scenes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And then Jane at Netherfield is that scene in Pride and Prejudice where um, she, her mom sends her to the... What's the place called? Netherfield? Yeah. Um... Right. Sends her, her over there knowing that she's going to get sick. Right. She knows this, she's going to catch a cold and then she stays yeah. there. Uh, this has like a, a different reason why Jane stays there. And and it's so she like goes to bed. Right. And then the first night there. Uh, it's basically a threesome between her Mr. Bingley's sister and the mom? Or cousin? Uh, Who's Mrs. Hurst? Eh, one of the sisters. So it's two sisters and... Two sisters. Yeah, Jane. Jane. Um, and... This wasn't my favorite story because it was a little rapey and coercive for my taste. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. uh, so, uh, so, so they're like, oh, we need to see, like, she feels obligated to, part so, like, the, the two sisters raise, sneak into Jane's room that she's staying in, and then mm -hmm. the two sisters basically, like, because of, uh, society rules, she has to participate in activities that are put together by a hostess, and seeing as this as an activity put together by the hostess, uh, she 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 uh, out of obligation participates yeah um it's a and, pretty uh and like yeah it the last paragraph is what hit me because she's like tricked tricked by the calculations of the bingley sisters jane bitterly rebuked herself for her gullible and trusting nature it was some hours before she could stop her tears and some days before she felt well enough to leave her bedroom but basically, like, after they coerce her to have, like, sexual, like, relations with them, they basically tell her, oh, you're loose, so you don't deserve to be with our brother. Yeah. So they basically tricked her. And I felt dirty when after I read that. It was not my favorite thing to read. Mm-mm. And I read, um, I read a story about a, uh brother and sister twins who were also doing some incestuous activities 
and that made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. And that is how I felt while I was reading this. There were, there was... Did not finish that, by the way. Could not. Could not. As soon as I read that, like, something has, like... If there's, like, any sense at all that there's, like, insidious nature in it, I just... I don't read it. Or I can't. Um, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I went into this, like, there's no way that it's actually gonna be a brother and sister, right? And then it was a brother and sister. And, yeah. um... And then, uh... At the ve- so I quit reading it because it I hated it so much it made me feel so uncomfortable. Um, I kind of like skipped to the middle of it and it was like actually a um, oh what do you call it? Somebody came back. They were reincarnated. There we go. There were two lovers that were reincarnated and they reincarnated in the twins so they were always drawn together um and then they pulled this sort of like oh the mom made a deal with the devil so the brother wasn't actually technically related to the sister even though they came out of the same womb at the same time and i was like excuses excuses no 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 it is incest (laughs) Like, I, the publisher I mean, like, was like, we cannot, we cannot publish this until you make some sort of caveat to this. Like, some sort of, uh, it's, no, it's okay, because they're not actually brother and sister. They were still brother and sister. Right, it's, it, there's a, there's a whole reason why, like, a lot of health issues on top of it, but also, like, a lot of reasons why that's not okay. It's but, taboo. uh... I don't know. <laughs> well, and... Like, it's, and it's, like... It, the, the setting of this story was, like, Middle Ages, and, like, back then, even it wasn't they actually didn't. that weird. <laughs> well, um, like, well, I mean, I guess depending on the culture... Because I guess Egypt did did it because they wanted to keep their royal line pure, right? And you know, but um, and also like also different royal families and stuff. But well, they they at least try to like spread it so it's like you can marry your first cousin, who then becomes like your uncle or something like that, or it 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 was a weird time back then. Yes. And genetic issues were a thing. And we learned that, and I hope we've all learned from it. But some books... Gross. Yeah. It's so the taboo next... for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next thing they talk about is Elizabeth and Darcy. And this is, like... uh, af- This is after... Uh, Elizabeth rejected him, his marriage proposal, and her and her aunt and uncle go visit his place. Because I guess he does tours. Because it's like a fucking castle or some shit. Mm-hmm. And, and then him and Elizabeth, like, go... Oh, Pemberley. They meet at Pemberley. 
and him and his and him and Elizabeth go off look at the gardens and stuff. And then it's just your usual, you know, romance novel sex scene. Yeah, it's really not that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's just two people having sex in the garden. They That's weren't it. even, they were mutually pleasuring themselves. There was no, like. Yeah. Yeah. They They both consented to it, so. Yeah, that's the part that I like the most, the consent <laughs> part. <laughs> oh, man, nothing turns on a person like consent, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But, but I think my favorite one has to be the Charlotte and Mr. Collins story. Uh-huh. Because she, it's like after they get married and stuff, and it's like after they had a dinner with um, Lady Catherine de Berg. Or however you say her name. And, uh, she's like, I don't, she like found a dress or something. Oh, I guess Lady Catherine gave, gave Charlotte a dress. Uh-huh. And she put it on or something. I'm trying to remember. It's she, been a while. She puts it on over her clothes. Yeah, and then she starts mimicking what she starts talking like Lady Catherine and um, like mimicking uh, mannerisms and stuff to such an extent that um, Mr. It, it, Colin thinks it, that Lady Catherine is still there. So, well, like. I, I just found the part where she picks up a, a riding crop and uh, and that's where things start to get spicy because he walks in on her wearing Lady Catherine's dress and she's like mimicking her and stuff mm-hmm. and he gets all hot and bothered about it yeah um yeah it's a uh... it, it's a BDSM scene well, I would yeah. say light. Very light. Light, yes. Very light. Everything in here is very light. Did you notice that? Like, Yeah, it's not... <laughs> like, I guess when you when you think of it in the context of, like, the 1800s, like, the thought of a guy getting whipped by a woman with a crop is, like, ooh, scandalous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's also like in this day and age, it's going like around back then too. That was far better. But a little this. bit more, yeah. That this is this was for like, uh, to, these books were like what women had in their house to like for guests and shit or whatever. But I thought that that one was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Cause she gets him to yeah. bark like a dog and stuff, and it's like again. There's consent in this where he definitely starts to partake in it and he's like, This is this is what I'm into. And she's yeah. like, This is what I'm into. Yeah. So and then So that that's all they did for Pride and Prejudice. Uh yeah. And then do you wanna talk about what happened in so the next section is sense and sensibility. 
Do you want to talk about the two stories in that section? Sure. Um, the first one is Such Devoted Sisters. Uh, blah, blah. So basically, uh, this story is about, um, what are the sisters' names? There's Eleanor, Marianne, just two, right? Yeah, uh, there's just Eleanor just talk- and Marianne, and it's yeah. them just basically talking about all the unsavory, unladylike things that they've done. Um, but yeah. it doesn't really does not really explain anything. Uh, so the sister uh, Marianne kind of tells Eleanor something <laughs> that happened with Willoughby, <laughs> and. Uh, her sister is aghast, and um, uh, since Marianne said that, she was like, now you have to tell me, because I shared this with you, it's a give and take, and so Eleanor says something that's not really talked about. They don't say what it is or what happened or anything like that, but, yeah. but Marianne is like, holy shit, no way. So it must be something ridiculous. Yeah, I think, like, Marianne says, like, he put my hand on top of his pants. And Eleanor's like, what? No way. And then Um, Eleanor just, isn't that? It was something like Marianne's boob came out and then he touched her boob. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she decided to go downtown on herself. Or something. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so then there's, um, uh, Eleanor and all her customary steady composure had related to her sister, astounded and gleeful Marianne, cried, and you chastised me about my behavior with Willoughby. Is that fair compared to you? It is as if I only spoke of the weather or the roads. And here again, out of her sheer delight in her dear sister's outraged propriety, she shrieked loudly and with abandon. Um, and then their mom came in. But it never yeah. it never it says never... what Eleanor did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It never... And it, it kind of, like, alludes that Eleanor did something worse, but it's like... I don't know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, you're so purry. You're so cute. Oh my goodness. All right, so <laughs> I'm just waiting for your moment to be over. <laughs> uh, the next one is the Palmers. Um, oh my gosh, I don't remember this one at all. Let's see here, Mr. Palmer did have several hearty laughs. Blah blah blah. Oh, okay. This is the one where the Palmers, two married people, uh, the wife talks a lot the husband is kind of quiet and he wants to go to sleep but the wife wants to um 
do the horizontal oh. tango. And she has some, she got some sort of like lingerie or something from somewhere. And so she's mm-hmm. wearing it and he's just kind of like, I'd rather sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically yeah. all that is. She's very talkative and he's like, I just want to go to bed. And you know, I think we've all been like, I'm just too tired. Oh, look at you. So cute. Yes. Yeah, she's just trying to get him to, like, acknowledge that she looks good in, like, her chimneys or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, at the end, he's like, fine. If it makes you shut up so I can go to sleep, I'll tell you you look great. And she's like, yeah. oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the play this one I was so this is part of the man's field section yeah the play yeah Mansfield Park yeah I don't remember the last time I read or watched a Mansfield Park Um, I've never read it or watched it I don't remember like what this is for or what it pertains to or what the hell is going on like what the context for this is I have no idea yeah I also had okay so I barely read Pride and Prejudice barely I hated it I hated it with every fiber of my being I hated the characters all of them and I kind of started reading Emma and then I started reading Jane Eyre, and then I was like, this is my kind of my kind of writing. Mm-hmm. Jane Austen is just a little too flowery for me. So, like, I I didn't read anything past, like, what was expected of me, which was Pride and Prejudice. So Mansfield Park, I also have <laughs> zero idea of what's going on. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Um, they're putting on an unsavory play. And they mm-hmm. don't wear that many clothes in the play. Um, yeah. And one person is like, should we be doing this? And then the other person is like, don't be such a prude. <laughs> um, but in the end, they do it. And... I really just don't... This was one of the more boring ones for me, too. Like, first, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. And second, sorry. Second, I I don't... Like, are they siblings? Are they related somehow? Like, what's going on here? I have no idea. Are they friends? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just have no idea what's going on. No idea. Like, let's be honest. And it's boring. Uh, Yeah. Nope. Oh, soon the baize was on the ground. Soon Bernard's cloak and hat were cast away. Now the removable panel built into the front of Fanny's uniform had been torn off. 
in a rage by Mimsy, thus causing the uniform to drop to the floor, and there Fanny stood, mute, trembling, exposed in only her underclothes, before Edmund, the cousin, whose modesty and rectitude had long been an example to her, but who had now, it seemed, risen most unexpectedly to this peculiar occasion, and Miss Crawford, the friend for whose affection she had often been grateful, but whose motives, especially with regard to Edmund, Fanny had never been able to regard without some suspicion and occasional dismay. All except Fanny were now entirely naked. So. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this scene. I don't know what's don't... going on in this book. I Yeah. And I mean, like, I guess I could look up like the synopsis of what Mansfield Park is about. Um, I just don't care to. Yeah. So. Let's see here. Henry and Mary Crawford. Yeah. This one I also found boring. Uh, this is the incestuous one. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're... Yeah. Their cousins raised as brother and sister. Like, oh, no, wait. Right? Fanny and brother and sister. Oh, no, no, no. I... That's Fanny and Edmund. Um, Henry and Mary Crawford. Yeah. To this accusation, her brother gave only lazy sort of smile. Their brother the and sister. The, the, ins the incestuous subtext of all their cross-brother-sister romance has been much commented on, especially by modern and postmodern critics. Yep. But in the recovered scene below, subtext becomes text, and much recent trendy scholarship is rendered forever obsolete as the question of the limits of love between family members is taken to its extreme. <laughs> I... Yeah, yeah. I... So, this one... When I... Uh, I didn't read like... this one. Oh, you did not read this one. As I soon did. as I read... That it was brother and sister and incestuous undertones. Um, I skipped it. Yeah, no, I get that. Because I didn't want to read that. See, so I'll let you talk thing. about it. Here's the thing. I <laughs> didn't read the, like, prefaces before the <laughs> stories. Yeah. So I read it without knowing about any of that. Um, <laughs> it talks but... about it in there. <laughs> Uh, so, basically, just two brother and sisters talking and teasing each other, and it gets out of hand. <laughs> uh, yes, inappropriately out of hand, I'm gonna assume. Yeah. And then, uh, the next section is Emma, and the first story within that is called Emma Alone. Which is, uh, basically just Emma looking at herself in the mirror. And, you know, she's just feeling herself, understanding that she's very attractive. And then yeah. she, she literally starts feeling herself. Yeah. Very um, intimately. Basically just, uh, Emma being, like... A narcissist Emma. for mm -hmm. like three pages. <laughs> um, well, like it's funny because like she starts to masturbate, but 
she doesn't like finish because she doesn't want to ruin like the flush of her skin because she doesn't want to make it too red she wants to make it like pink and like cute versus well, like and she wants to like keep control of herself she, yeah like, that is she gets satisfaction out of knowing that she can control herself yeah let's see one ought to know how to conduct oneself with decorum at all times and in all circumstances moreover to have the ability to control oneself was yet another reason to be pleased with oneself or so emma believed and so emma congratulated herself once again for her complete Mm self-command and it's like i mean i feel like you could indulge if you wanted to it's not like anyone's there no one's gonna know but she'll know i guess She'll just get too pink. She'll get too red. Mm-hmm. <coughs> She'll start um, getting She'll a little... She'll start having those those inappropriate thoughts. Can't have those. She already has those inappropriate thoughts. <laughs> I know, and they're all about herself. About herself. <laughs> I mean, like, it's... it's. I mean, I kind of liked it, liked this one. It's kind of funny, you know? Like, a little, like, it wasn't taking itself too seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely playing on the whole self-centered, only think about yourself and how great you yeah. are thing. Um, yeah, because the, the last sentence, I thought... the last Sorry, sentence is, what an honor to be me. Yeah. And that's just where obviously, her story is. <laughs> obviously, the author of uh, this book did not think very highly of Emma. Which is fine, because I don't think very highly of Emma, and actually I think yeah. that's one of the more boring Jane Austen novels as well. I found Emma to be insufferable, and the fact that she was the main character drove me nuts, so I stopped reading after, like, chapter five. Yeah, I don't So, think no, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I watched the movie and could barely finish that, too. <laughs> I started the uh, the BBC miniseries on it, and then I got through episode. I, f- I did finish that. It's probably better I was than the like, one that they, had... that they released as a... Well, no, because I was like, why is Mr. Knightley with her? He's such a much... He's a much... He's too good for her, like... I don't understand it's, why he's with it's her. It's better than the one that they did with Gwyneth Paltrow. Was that the new one where it's like all pastelly, or is it another one? New as in like two thousand two. I don't know. I think they they had one come out like two years ago. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. There's just always some updated version of a Jane Austen book. Emma. Twenty twenty one. Wait, Damn! No. What? I didn't. I had no idea that they made a new. Um, yeah. Movie. Yeah, it's just called Emma with a period at the end of it. And it has. Um, it stars the oh, woman who did a uh, Queen's who Gambit. Yeah. Okay. And then she was in the the witch. That scary the movie. Bitch? The Fitch, which is considered like the most perfect uh, horror movie ever made. 
and I, I actually do agree with I that. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Like, the atmosphere, uh, music, music, everything that happened was it, good. And then at the end, yeah. she was like, fuck y'all, I'm gonna be a witch. And I love that. Yeah, like, everyone got killed, and then she's just, like, sitting alone in the cabin, and then she's just, and then the goat's like, you want to follow me to the woods and be a witch? And she's like, yeah. But fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. Look, I do now. Go came into my house and was like, do you want to follow me and be a witch? I'd be like, <laughs> you want to come be a witch? I'd be like, look, this took a really long time for you to ask me. Let's go. I'm already ready. Let's go. I'm a fucking strip like, down butt didn't... naked and just like rise up fly into, into the, the air, air. <laughs> yeah it's like you didn't have to kill my whole family to I'm get gonna... me to come join you i mean i just yeah, would have i would have done it anyway <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> uh oh also that go is going to be taken so so well care of i'm just gonna take the greatest care of that goat well he turns into the devil he doesn't stay a goat forever he joins it in. Matter. It's I love goats. I love goats. I'm gonna goats... if it turns into a devil, I'm gonna be like, whoa, that's pretty neat. Be like, turn back into like, a goat I, though. To a goat. <laughs> I'm only part. I'm not a Satanist because of Satan. I'm a Satanist because of goats. Goats. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> I love goats. I love their tummies. I love how they can climb basically anything. I love how they scream at me all the time. I love that my cat kind of looks like a goat. Oh my god. Yeah, my David, I'm like, if we morning, ever get... Yeah. My mom this morning... So, Honey's been really, uh... Super... Attention-y today. And, um... I was making my coffee, and she kept, um, you know when cats, they, like, just want to show you that they love you or something. They just want to, like, let you know they mm-hmm. care. So they stretch mm-hmm. on your leg. She was doing that, except for I need to cut her nails. So I was like, ow, stop. But she kept doing it, and she just looked at me with the sweetest little, like, <laughs> and, um like that slow blink and my mom was like what is going on over there like is there is there an animal over there that's hurting you why why are you saying ow <laughs> and i was like i was like no yeah like honey is being really uh needy right now and then <laughs> honey uh oh hello Aaron oh no juniper you froze Oh, you I left. See. You were gone. <laughs> I know. I saw me like blink out, like blink yeah. out of existence, and what? then I blinked back in. I, I was just sitting, you know, like okay. this, just listening to your story. And then the next thing I know, I'm out of existence, and now I'm back in yeah, existence. You're gone. I was so... gone, and I was like, <laughs> the fuck. Obviously, the devil is like. Yeah, trying to give us a sign. Sure, take this goat. Um, right. But uh, what are we talking so about? My sister, my sister. Oh my god, she's in West Virginia. My mom, 
calls Honey and is like, why are you being such a, a, what'd she say, like a silly cat or something like that? And Honey walks by and kind of towards the stairs. And my mom looks at me and she's like, have you ever noticed that she kind of is shaped like a goat? And I was like, yes, yes, I have. She does kind of have that like shapely figure. Yes. <laughs> or should I say sheeply figure? Uh, Except for they're not related. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not even remotely close to each other. But um, anyways, she looks like a goat. <laughs> yeah, David and David and I have said that if we ever get a house with land, uh, he wants what chickens. Do you mean that hill isn't your land. You don't. You don't consider that good land. I mean, I just got a fucking hill behind my house that just goes straight up. But I mean, like, a house in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. We got a couple of acres with some woods and shit. And, like, after we saw the witch, I was like, can we, like, build, like, a shack or something that looks like someone lives there just to freak people out? And David's like, absolutely, yeah, we can. And I was like, great. I'll use it as my hidey hole. And then David was like, I, I want chickens. And I was like, I'm not. No. You no want chickens? chickens? They can be. No, those fuckers. Are you kidding me? They peck at you and like they chase you. And it's just like, it's just so much easier to go to the store and just get eggs. I mean. Disagree. <laughs> you can look. I would. You don't to have, have to chickens. live with me. You can disagree with me all you want. But I told David if he wants chickens, he can have them on his own land somewhere else. And then I was like, okay, how about this? I'll compromise. They would, you could sell the eggs though. You could make a little bit of cash on the side. I don't give two shits about chickens, just like I don't give two shits about deer. I fucking hate deer. They're the dumbest things in the world. That's a different rant for a different time. (laughs) (laughs) I have strong opinions. But I told David that as a compromise, if he can have chickens, if I can have, like, baby pygmy goats. And he's like, why? It's like, why the fuck do you care? You get your chickens, I get my pygmy goats. Why why does the why matter? (laughs) And he's like, okay. uh, I want pigs really bad. I don't. I mean pigs. (laughs) (laughs) You just want a farm. I do want a farm. All right. Anyway, okay. Uh, let's see. Can you can you hear the band? They're playing um a cover of Nirvana's most popular song, Entertainer. Um. Well, I can't. I can hear the band, but I can't. I can't decipher what it is. It's their it's their cover of Nirvana. It's a very bass heavy version of it. A lot of harsh okay. vocals. Right. The next Nightly song. The next next song. I didn't story. get this one. You didn't get it. Um, it's about a bi man who's trying to seduce a guy who has. Oh, Churchill's feelings. trying to seduce Knightley, and yeah. Knightley's like. I mean, I have feelings, but, like, I don't like these feelings. Yeah, he Churchill's basically like, I'm not a modern enough man to 
uh, like understand and try to get into these feelings that you are making me feel. So mm-hmm. you need to get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. And Mr. Churchill's like, he's like, I'm just like really attracted to you, Mr. Knightley. He's like, I, I mean, I'm attracted to Emma, but I'm also attracted to you. So I'm like in a no lose lose situation. I'm in yeah. a win win situation. Yeah. So I, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Seer, I am to see our beloved Emma first off tomorrow. Yeah, this one, I thought it was just long. And I think I checked out halfway through it. It was pretty long. It's one of the longer ones, I think. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. I liked this one. Maybe it's because it's a little gay. I might have just liked that. <laughs> I mean, I like that it's a little gay. I would have liked it if it was, like, fully gay, you know? But what are you oh, going to do? Oh. What is it that you want, said Mr. Knightley in a flush of confusion and to his great displeasure, stimulation. So, I mean, I guess you don't have to be... I mean, this is kind of like, there was no coercion going on. In my opinion, there was no coercion going on in here. Like, no, um, you know, I think I, I think there's some uncomfortability. Yeah. Stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, but like, yeah, you don't have oh. to be um, like, I don't know how to say this, like gay or bi to like get stimulated by something. You know, like your body is just going to do what it's going to do regardless of. Yeah, it's attracted to whoever it's attracted to. Well, I mean, it's a bodily function is what I'm saying. Yeah. So like. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I choose to believe. I choose to believe (laughs) that there is a little bit of gay in him. I think that that is. I I mean, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it's kind of like he's, uh, Churchill was like, oh, I have, like, a riddle for you. And the riddle is like, I will tell you now, for all tis worth, you are looking for a patch of earth. With exclamation to the letter, not myself nor I could do better. It is the first of three that tells this tale and then in parentheses, it's like a pun or rather a clue, sir, that you shall see when I write it down. In parentheses, and then outside is like, uh, and completes the word to great avail. And then it's just like Mr. Knightley, like putting it together for like the next page and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Yep. And then, but so that's all they did for Emma. The next one was uh, Northanger Abbey, mm-hmm. which is uh, Henry and Catherine. Uh, don't remember this one. Like, okay, here's the thing. All of these oh, are yeah, like different stories. I don't remember a lot of them because a lot of them, most of them, except for maybe two are, like, 
worth remembering. They're kind of boring. Like, for being called pride and promiscuity. Promiscuity. The promiscuity in here is rather tame. It's not really promiscuous. No. You know what I mean? And this one. Yeah. This one What happened in this one? So this one. uh, See, and what book is this from again? <laughs> Henry and Catherine uh, is from... Northanger Abbey. I don't know that one. Didn't read the book. If there's a movie, I didn't watch it, or at least don't. I, re- I don't remember. Um, but basically, this woman is at a guy's house staying there or something, a guest, I'm assuming, and... Um, she there is a movie juniper cool i want to say that she thinks there's something unsavory going on but not like sexually or any promiscuity um I think she thinks that, like, somebody's trying to murder someone or, like, somebody was murdered or something bad happened. So she decides to go in this guy's bedroom. Oh, yeah. And she finds, like, She finds sex toys. And then um, she is trying to figure out, because she has no idea what they are, she's trying to figure out what they are. And she recognizes, like, um, a whip for horses, um, but mm-hmm. it's smaller. And she's, anyways, she's just trying to figure out all of these sex toys that she's found. And so then um, Henry comes in and he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I thought murder. And he was like, that's ridiculous. Let me show you what these are for. <laughs> And then, you know. And then he does. <laughs> and then he does. Uh, yeah. It says, blah, blah, blah. Miss Moreland, he said, we have both misbehaved. You, by having entertained such suspicions of my family, as led uh, as led you to investigate this room without permission. I, by having to fail, bring you here myself and long ago. Miss Moreland, let us each atone for what we have done. They did, and Catherine began to learn a little of the penalties and pleasures that an inflamed imagination might produce. So they banged. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had the sex. Yeah. So most of uh, these stories are just, like, lead up to the sex and then it just kind of stops yeah. there. They drop off. Yeah. Which, if you really wanted to make... Well, I don't know. I guess they're trying to, like, make it seem like it would actually be in the book. But mm-hmm. if you wanted to actually make something with the sex scenes in it, wouldn't you just put the sex scenes in it and not just kind of, like, talk around it? Right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess, let's look up, so, uh, the definition of promiscuity. Uh, the factor state of being promiscuous? Okay. Uh, and the definition of promiscuous is just someone that 
has or is involved with many sexual partners. And there's, it's a book that has many sexual partners, but not with like other people. It's just like with the characters you expected. Like with, it's always between like two or three people. Well, there's only one with three people, I think. Well, there's that um, play. There's oh a bunch yeah, of people in that one. I don't know what was going on with that one. I have no idea either. Everyone ended up naked. I'm sure that has something to do with some... I can't even remember what book that was from. Anyways. Yeah. And then the last one is Persuasion, the prequel. Yeah. Um... I didn't read this one. I didn't read the last two because I got bored. Uh, this one was actually pretty good. Uh, yeah. This one, I mean, not that there was, like, sex or anything in it. It was just, like, a story, basically. Which, yeah. Uh, and again, because I don't remember any of these Jane Austen books or the <laughs> movies other than yeah. Pride and Prejudice because... My fuck, my mom loves that movie. <laughs> she loves the book and she loves the movie and she will watch it over and over and over again. So I know that I one, hated but... the movie, but I loved the miniseries with Colin Firth. Yeah, well, it has Colin Firth. Like, come on. And that fountain scene. See, I like, I like it because I like, uh, what was that BBC miniseries where the woman lost really in Austin? Lost in Austin. Ah, fucking. That love. was so that good. That was so good. <laughs> I love Lost in Austin. That's like yeah. the only time traveling. Well, other than Doctor Who, but like I hate time traveling stories or where they go to like a different place or something like that because mm-hmm. they don't. They have to like give up something. Like they either give up what I just I don't like them, but I really liked how they did Lost in Austin. Yeah, because well, like it's everyone really gets travel. what She's they just want. In the book. Yeah, but I guess it is kind of time travel because it's a, it is in the eighteen hundreds, but it's also in a book. Yeah. But I thought I thought the way they ended it was really good, because mm-hmm. like everyone got what they wanted in the end. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, <laughs> um, let's see. So I guess. If I can surmise what this book was about, it was about, and I'm probably totally off base here, but what I can gather from this yeah. is that, um, uh, let's see here, what is the name? Lady Russell. Is that? There's Sir Walter and there's uh, Lady Russell. And, um, they, I think from what I can get from this in the actual book, um, cause this is just a prequel, um, in the actual book, it's about two people who had been dating previously and then they broke things off and then later they met up again and like fell in love again, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so the reason that they broke things off 
in the book, according to Pride and Promiscuity, is because mm-hmm. uh, Lady Russell's sister caught them boning in a boat. So they couldn't see <laughs> each other anymore. But if you get caught, you're supposed to get married to that person. Otherwise, you're ruined. In mm, quotes. That's not how it happened. <laughs> oh so, my yeah, god. Basically, this guy, uh, Captain Wentworth, was like, I've not um, been on a rowboat for a really long time. And she was like, well, there's one over there. We never use it. And he was like, why don't we uh, go try it? And she was like, yeah, cool, let's do that. And then um, they were talking, and then they both, like, they both were uh, making each other feel a certain way, and then um, (laughs) decided to do the do. Do the deed? On the boat. Here's... I don't get, like, the appeal of, like, having sex, like... On a tiny rowboat? No, I don't either. That doesn't... Or, like, outside. It's like... Why? I watched... Uh... Oh my god, what is... It's a Marvel movie. In... Im, immort- it's it's not immortal. Immortals? It? It's, no, it's not. I haven't seen any Marvel movies since uh the last the last one uh... with um with Thanos. Oh, he's with last... you. <laughs> well, like the the last the end of that whole saga was the last mm-hmm. one I saw. Oh, what is it? Marvel movies. Da-da-da. Shang-Chi. I loved that movie. Thor, Black Widow, Avengers. Okay, not helping, not helping. Okay, not helping. <laughs> not helping. Iron Man. No, I get it. Okay, let's just go in my Disney plus you have disney plus i do through verizon switch it up <laughs> what was that? oh my gosh maybe it is a more let me see marvel um damn it Eternals. It's called Eternals. Oh, it's similar. The words I was I was thinking of were similar. Um, so it's called. They like mean the same thing. (sighs) Um. Wow. That was that took a really long time for this short little (laughs) um tidbit that I have. So I watched Eternals yesterday. Yeah. And there was a scene where two of the Eternals were having sex on a beach. And the whole time, I was like, I don't care if you're an Eternal. You cannot have sex on a beach. You think about Why where all that sand to? is going. 
think about where all that sand is going. Like, well, one, that's like public indecency, you know, can get it, arrested for that. It was Two, back in Babylon, so I don't think they had that yet. Babylon? The city. Oh. Back in like 8400. <laughs> I mean, they might have. I know yeah, I they weren't know. a big fan of... I don't know. But it's like, it's so impractical. Because you can get like an infection from like sand. And you know, there's like little... What are those like sand hoppers that are in, that are in the beach? That like tend to pop out when you're walking on the beach? They're, like little white crabby thingies. Or I don't yeah. Know. Something like that. It's like you're going to... Open yourself up to that. In and your just vagina. have, like, right. It's like, not a lot of, like, most things are not supposed to go up in your vagina. Yeah. It's like, I mean, oh, hi, Jupy. No, down, Jupy. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it never made sense sense yeah. to me why you'd want to have sex on a beach anyways all right last story oh these are richard crosby's editorial comments oh so that doesn't even matter yeah well that's it it's that's basically of- just it's uh shaming jane austen for writing something so scandalous he says, as you, madame, ins- innocently title your vile creation indeed had me intrigued up to Elizabeth's urging Emma to visit Croydon. As in Susan, your characters were admirably delineated, engaging, and seemingly worthy of a tale. However, on Emma's arrival to Croydon, I was so appalled, so reviled by the behavior portrayed from this point to the very last line of your novel. I scarce have words to describe my disgust. I can only surmise, madame, that you have French blood coursing through your veins, (laughs) and the very lowest of such blood at that. I will never be able to look at an innocent lamb in the same way again, nor will I bonnet, uh, nor will a bonnet appear the benevolent object it has always been in my heart. No, both these and so many others, a butter churn, a poker, a mop handle, are forever colored in my mind. You know, he didn't have to put French blood in there. Everybody was like, racist back then. Racist. Extremely fucking... racist. Yeah. God. Yeah. So that was Pride and Promiscuity. Pride and Promiscuity by Ariel Ekstut and Dennis Ashton. You know, this only took me about an hour and a half to read. This took me two and a half months to read. Because I didn't want to read it. Because I don't like Jane Austen. Well, I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and then finally I was like, I just need to read this book, and it took me like an hour and a half, and I was done. Yeah, I was like, I also need to just finish it, and then and then my brain said no more. Mm. It literally was like, please, please, sir, may I have no more? <laughs> so, 
I mean, like, that's yeah. that's it. So Juniper, do we do we uh, recommend recommend this book? I mean, I'm pretty neutral on it. I didn't hate it. I didn't think very highly of it. I. I it's a book, and it was written. Yeah. And if, if you want to read it, re read it. It's not like, except for one part, it's not like overtly offensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty boring, all in all. To be honest. Yeah, I wasn't. I was when I when it got to uh, Charlotte and Mr. Collins, I was like, "Oh, this is going in a fun direction," and then it ended there. And then it, yeah, and then it didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are we reading next? Ride Sally Ride <laughs> by the infamous Doug Wilson. Yeah. 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 I can't say I'm excited for next for the next one. We're only reading this because it was free on Kindle. If we had to pay for it, wasn't gonna happen. Mm -mm. Um, because Doug Wilson is a piece of shit. In Juniper's opinion, <laughs> Doug Wilson is a piece of shit. In most of anybody's opinions of Doug Wilson, he's a piece of shit. Unless you're well, in his cult. My goal for the next episode, Juniper, is to not get sued. I don't... He's so. not... <laughs> There's no tangible reason why he would be able to sue us for any reason. We'll just keep to the book bashing. And, uh... Yeah. As long as we don't talk about him as a person being a piece of shit and just his book, it'll be fine. We can talk about him as a person. We talk about people as people all the time. Yeah, don't but we don't us. talk. I mean, we're not big enough to be sued yet. <laughs> we're not big enough to be sued. Nobody listens to this podcast. Um, not anymore. It's been like seven months since we last put something out. Uh, it. It's fine. It's all just opinion, except for everything that is publicly available for anybody, which is it's most true. of the things. If you like to read up on um, Christ Church, feel free to read the Vice article. That's out. Yeah. The Vice article. Um, there's, what's it called? Uh... The Truth About Moscow. Um, mm -hmm. There's a whole Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's tons of public stuff. So there's no reason anybody would... Yeah. Like, I just want to cover my ass, that's all. Anyways, no reason to. Um, yeah, so that's what we're reading next. I guess. Sorry, I'm getting like 
I'm hearing all the harsh vocals and it's like distracting me to like no end. Mm. All right. We did it. We finally did our first episode in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, we did try to do two episodes, Uh but the audio and computers and technology were not allowing it to happen. So. What was the last book we tried to do, too, where we were like, let's just skip the... Oh! You mean the poop story you made me read? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm still mad about that. I didn't make you read anything. You didn't have to read it. You're like, you could have you know come on this read? podcast and been like, I didn't read it. I didn't want to. But... But then it's, like, not a good conversation. I can't, like, jump in. Yeah. But it's, like... Honest, I just thought it was about a story about someone having a good poop. It's about that and more. Yeah, it's... I did not expect that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a weird one. Yeah. That was a really mm-hmm. weird one. Um, I did not like that at all. I did not want to talk about it. <laughs> I did not want to be... <laughs> I, think, I think I messaged you saying, Juniper, I want to talk on the podcast way. I can't be your friend anymore. And it has to do with this book. <laughs> hey, we look for bad books. We also look for controversial books. So nothing was as worse or as controversial as that book. And we read a racist book. I don't think it was controversial as much as it was just okay, just out of out of weird, out of left field, like <laughs> it, also... it wasn't in a field. It was like in a different state. <laughs> It also just like, wasn't long enough to make a podcast for. There well, we read not, two. Yeah, but there just wasn't enough to, like, talk, you know? Yeah, I guess. It could have been short. We can do a short episode every now and again. Mm-hmm. But I really did not want to talk about that book. Well, that's what this podcast is for, so I think you... I need to get over that a little bit. <laughs> Look, I'll talk about all the stuff you want to talk about. I just don't want to talk about a book where a woman uses her turd to masturbate with. Like, I think that's where I'm going to draw the line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I uh, don't think that there's any more uh, turd MJ stories, Edwards. so... Yeah. Well, I hope not. There probably is like a a genre for that a niche. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're just rambling at this point, so we should yeah. probably just Alright, well thank you for listening to Who Wrote This Shit. We'll be back in another seven months maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> so uh, we'll just talk to you guys later. Yeah.
Bye. Thank you for listening to Who Wrote This Shit. Our cover art is done by our very own Juniper Harvey Morose. Intro and outro music by Riley Tennyson. Editing by Aaron Poole and Hope Harvey Morose. You can follow us on Instagram under girlsbook3. If you have book recommendations, please feel free to email us at girlsbook3 at gmail.com. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share it. Episodes will also be uploaded to our website.